Welcome to my most favorite part of the day. The day where I talk to Batavia about gardening for hours and hours on end. And thank you for joining us on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Was that melancholy enough for you? It was, man. You have a a, a voice for... uh... Well, for what? You have a voice for speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because I do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a uh, garden update for you guys. And I know we took a break for a while and it seems like we're rapid firing them, but there's like so much changing right now in our gardens and we're getting into a different season. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about catastrophes today. <laughs> Just so you guys know, so um, is this update going? Is it uh, is going to be just about me then? Is that what you're saying? Me and my garden? (laughs) No, it's going to be about me. I have so much stuff to say. It's I don't. We're going to have to break this up into like 15 episodes, probably. (laughs) So everybody, pull up your garden boots. Go ahead and get your overalls on, but don't cut them short like I did because it's rather embarrassing. (laughs) My favorite. Get ready. It would be your favorite. Anything that embarrasses me is your favorite. No, no, it's not that. But I mean, that's like, that's like Oscar award winning podcast storying. That's like next level embarrassment. So so if anybody is a new listener, the story briefly is I had a pair of overalls and I thought they were hot. So I cut them into short overalls and they got a little short over time and um yeah i'll just leave it at that so wait did you think they were hot as in like it's the cool thing it's the trend or did no, you think they were hot like it was too hot it, it's hot as fish grease it's just yeah, hot i'm just gonna them, adjust so. my my settings here don't mind me oh don't worry i won't i never do <laughs> <clears throat> but we um Thank you guys before we get started for everybody for sharing your with your friends and all that stuff. We've you know, we've grown a lot and we're we're just thankful that we are helping new people out. Absolutely. And um keep telling your friends, man. And tell your friends to tell their friends. Let's get this thing going, man. Uh we're a little bit different kind of show, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. But uh so uh what's up with your garden, Batavia? Before I just divulge everything and and open my personal interpersonal feelings to the world, <laughs> your interpersonal feelings, um, my gar- <laughs> all and all, I was I think I was writing to someone where I was just like you know, I am planting so many things because I need to go to the win column when I continue to have you know ills in the lost column. Um, so I'm struggling with, um, just like really targeted pests with some plants. Um, but my harvests are starting to come in and they're, they're plentiful. So now that's, it's the transition to, you know, what do you do with all of this? I'm stuffed right now because this is me. 
You hear that? That's me rubbing <laughs> on my belly. <laughs> I'm stuffed right now because I'm trying to power through the last pot of uh, the last couple of servings of the, the collard greens that I made last week. Um, mm. So, so yeah, I did Southern style collard greens, um, cornbread, tucked a few jalapeno peppers in that cornbread. So, uh, mm. yeah. That's so wait, 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 wait. What's Southern style collard greens? Is there any other way to have collards? Uh, yeah, there's some definitely really good frou-frou ways to have them. Like you could use the leaves oh, no. for collard green wraps. You can do more like a sauteed collard greens, like on like a kind of skillet um, fried. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could juice collard greens, which just I just was reminded of that. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff you can do with them. Yeah, I've juiced them before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they taste yeah. like ass juice. Yeah. So, don't juice them. <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> but what? So when you make them southern, what do you put in them? Um, so for me, it's um, starting with water, um, and you can make this vegetarian if you want. But I start with uh, smoked turkey legs, and uh, I don't know about three or four quarts of water. I boil that for about an hour, and then. Um, Add a little bit of butter along the way, just a dab, you know, a little bit of oil. Um, And then I do seasoning with like, you know, garlic powder, salt and pepper. Um, Depending on if I'm sharing, I'll put in some like crushed red pepper flakes if I'm not going to share them. Um, But if I'm going to share them with others, then I won't go with that. Just, you know, trying to mind some people don't like the spice. So once that smoked turkey legs, once they've boiled for a bit, I've already washed. And boy, if you talk about... (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll come back to that. So wash the greens, you know, cut them up, kind of in slivers, if you will. Um, yeah. And then stuff them into that pot and they just cook into you just, you boil all of that nutrition right on up out of them, right into the, the, the pot liquor, you know. That's, so, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. So you use smoked turkey legs. Yeah, smoked turkey legs. Some people okay. use like neck See, bones and things. We use fat back down here. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, see that. Fat back. Yeah, fat so. back. Some people but, add a know, bit of bacon to it as well. Um, same-ish mm-hmm. thing. Same-ish. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's North Carolina though. We have a lot of pig farms. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we do, everything has pork in it. Yeah. Um, but so as a vegetarian, a pesco ovo vegetarian mm-hmm. and a person who grew up in North Carolina who particularly loves pork more than your average human being mm-hmm. it is very difficult at times mm-hmm. but um I don't prefer the smell of collards cooking you know I will say that that's interesting it's it's, it's offensive to me mm-hmm. I will well, have to say I mean, sands the meat just generally you don't like the smell of it you know my best girlfriend no. um no it's the meat Oh, okay. okay. It's the meat. And it, I've never, even when I was like eating as much as I possibly mm-hmm. could of pork, I, it's always been offensive smell to me. Yeah. My best so. girlfriend, though, she doesn't like the smell of collards, period. Because there is a smell to them once you cook them and you're kind of, it's yeah. not necessarily a boil. I don't want to imply that I'm boiling them because it's like I'm they're simmering probably on medium to low heat for somewhere around an hour or so. That's why I say you kind of cook all of that, you know, all the nutrition on up out of them. Yeah. Um, but she didn't like the smell of um, of the greens. And it's funny because, like, it's, it's definitely, I hear you with the meat part because I opened my refrigerator the next day and I was like, oh, wait. You know, like there's almost, is there something mm. spoiled in here? It's like, oh, no, 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 it's yeah. that greatness, you know? That's how it's supposed to be, though. If <laughs> yeah. it stinks, it's yeah. done right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I've been so eating them it, for you, breakfast. 
as you know, you know that's how I yeah. roll. Because um, look, shout out to Batavia. She don't give a damn about eating rules. She eats what she wants for whatever meal she wants, and that's I respect that. Absolutely. So, shout out to. So two notes. Um, one for eating whatever I want. I finally got uh, the early scallop squash. It was that kind of, it's like a patty pan squash. So it looks, but it's white. And I really, I mean, it was kind Mm -hmm. of like, oh, that's cool. So I finally got one off of the vine. And I, speaking of, don't ask. So around 1.30 a.m., I was up cleaning the kitchen. And so I said, you know what? It'll be another handful of hours before I actually, you know, get back up and and eat something. So I'm going to go ahead and snack a bit. So I put them in the oven, slice them up. I'm giving all kinds of recipes out, slice them up. Um, and then, you know, used olive oil, I'll probably use too much oil in like everything, but olive oil. I think I did, um, some, um, garlic, minced garlic, salt and pepper, you know, some traditional seasonings. And I baked it on like 425. And then I broiled it for the last couple of minutes. Cause I like, I like anything that has like golden crisp around it. Um, and I don't know if I am just suffering from one of the problems being all the squash vine bore, and I'm just getting so few squash plants that this was like the best thing since sliced bread. It was so good. It's probably a little bit of both. And mm. it's probably the fact that it was one thirty in the morning that made it just a little bit better. Could be. Could be. <laughs> so, so you're, so the squash vine borer has just totally ravaged you. Yeah. So I, um, there because is I'm not convinced that you shipped it down here yeah, oh, as no a bioweapon to my mm-hmm. garden. Mm-hmm. I think that's just what you did. And I'm, I'm very upset with you. Well, Instagram will say that I shipped it like everywhere, you know, so it's been I, really bad this year. Yeah. I, um, I'm thinking like, let's see one, two, like maybe three plants have completely like just lost, like they're in the trash. They're in some, you know, uh, dump somewhere in Chicago. And then there's, two more that are still like trying to hold on and it's just i haven't called the time of death on them the coroner needs to know yeah well you know what i'm gonna have to actually pull them because now i'm getting to the point where i'm let me log out of here i'm getting to the point where i am starting to like use those containers or something else or i'm going to um so so yeah their time is up you know but what are you gonna do yeah i've uh the vine borer has, um, he's nailed me and I've, you know, I've dropped bombs on the podcast about that. So I'm not going to harp <laughs> about him today. But I do uh, have uh, late breaking news. I do have, you know, by the time this airs though, the way this thing is going <laughs> as of today, I have two new zucchini plants. So remember the first, mm-hmm. uh, attack was on the zucchini plant that I had in a container. Um, and then it took out the next zucchini plant that I have. Um, so I was left like it's been probably a month since I've actually had any zucchini, which sucks because now that I have tomatoes, one of my favorite recipes includes zucchini, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I dropped more seeds whenever that happened. So I think I have a couple of plants that are like three to four weeks old. And at this point, dude, I'm just like, if I can get one or two squash off the plant, then... I'm going to roll with it. Like I'm not, it's too late in the season. You know how I feel about intervention as a whole. I'm not spraying. I'm not wrapping aluminum foil. I'm not making a baked potato out of, you know, my plants. No. I'm not doing any of that. I'm with you. I, uh, do you, do you, 
Are you okay? So my wild butternut squash that I have growing mm-hmm. is just it won't stop producing. <laughs> so I'm having like the best year mm-hmm. combined of all the years I've gardened, all the 15 years that I've been gardening. Uh-huh. All into one. Like I've gotten more butternut squash than, you know, you could imagine. And they're still coming. So that's great. But like everyone that I planted, a big poo-poo. So um, I'm not really hung up on it. I I really was holding on because I was like, I want one that I did to just make it. Uh You know what I mean? Uh But it just, it gets attacked left and right. So... I'm actually, when we're done here, I'm going to go out and pull the rest of mine and just let that one keep going because quite honestly, I don't even eat that much butternut squash. So Mm -hmm. we're probably going to be canning a a couple more rounds of it. So um, do you want me to talk about my tomatoes? Well, first, do you hear that? Those are the wind chimes that are on my back porch. And I'm at the point now, I'm like on the other side of the house and it's not a huge house, but... I'm wondering because it's starting to become less peaceful and more like, really? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering if my neighbor, like, like 4.30 this morning, I get off the couch. This is the hint of, you know, why I'm sometimes up at two o'clock in the morning, you know, cooking squash. So I get off the couch where I've fallen asleep, climb the stairs. If I ever have another house, it will not be more than one floor. I'm going ranch style, baby. I will not climb stairs. Um, But I climbed the stairs. I got in bed four o'clock in the morning. And all I hear is the beautiful sound of wind chimes. And I'm like, if I can hear them from my bedroom window, (laughs) the neighbors on either side of me can as well. So, you know. What are you doing in your bedroom? Asleep. You don't ever sleep in your bedroom. That's the point. I got two hours of sleep in my bedroom this morning. <laughs> your bed was probably like, what the hell? I know, right? I, um, yeah. I like the way you looked at me like I was totally an idiot when I said that. No, 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 no. It's um years and years and years I know years more ago. about you than you think you know. Well, I talk a lot and sometimes I forget that people listen, right? <laughs> so years and years ago, I was probably in my early 20s and one of the ladies I worked with, uh, we were just talking randomly and she said, I um, she was looking for new furniture and she just said, you know, it's just been too many asses on this couch. You know, like I need <laughs> to replace it. And now I'm kind of feeling like, you know, there's been too much of Batavia's ass on this couch, you know, like it's such, it's a deep sitting couch and I'm oh. talking about like, oh yeah, yeah. Bury me in it, man. It's like the most I mean, comfortable. Seriously, just to get off topic for a second. Further? Who sits on a couch? Yeah. Who sits on a couch? I, I straight lay on a couch. Yeah. I think though we couch. may be the only two. Like I feel no. like. Um, when I went before this pandemic started, I was actually shopping for a new sofa, a new couch. And I literally had my tape measurer because I was trying to measure the seat depth. Like, cause I mean, <laughs> if you get 28, 29 inches, you can sit comfortably, but you can't like, you can't toss and turn if you're sleeping there all night, you know? So yeah. again, that's kind of how clearly I've been rolling for the last handful of years. And, uh, I can either break that and really get in the bed every night, or I can get a replacement couch that has like 30, 32 inches of depth. So we'll see. Go for 48. Call, yeah, it, yeah. call it a bed. 
It's like a David so slash me, couch. Yeah. So let me tell you what happened to me. Let me set the stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we're going to go back weeks. to gardening. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to go back to the reason why we're actually mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change it. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks ago, I walk outside and um, my leaves on my tomato plants are starting to turn a little bit yellow. I'm like, okay. You know, and a lot of times what happens is the lower leaves will turn yellow just because they sh- get shaded out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, okay. I keep watching it and watching it. it. Stays about the same, right? We get two days of pretty good rain. Hadn't rained in like a month. Get like two days of pretty good rain. And I walk outside, what was it, Sunday morning, and I look, and the entire plant is yellow. Mm. And I'm like, WTF? Mm. You know, like, what happened? And um, I have septoria leaf spot, which is basically a blight from what I understand. So, I and Batavia, is. this is not privy information to her because I called her whining about it. Um, what time did you call me whining about it? 7 a.m. Because <laughs> I knew I was, you'd be up. You're I was taking the up. second round of squash out of the oven. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> so I went out there and I went to town removing mm-hmm. everything because I had to make a tough decision. Yeah. What do I do? Do I replant like technically? And, and Batavia stepped up to the plate on this one is, you know, do I replant now? Because technically I can replant. Mm-hmm. I have, what do I have? 70 some odd days until my first probably frost, mm-hmm. maybe frost. And, um, you know, I went to the store and I was looking at them and you can get some pretty good sized seedlings. I wouldn't even call them seedlings. I call them plants. Yeah. But then, you know, I was talking to Batavia and we both kind of came to a decision. And it was like, if you time it out, you'll be getting your first tomato by the first frost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not a good, that's, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. So I went to town and I trimmed the crap out of them. I took everything disease off of it and I got a copper fung. Is it fungi or fungicide? A fungicide is what the way I would say. Fungicide. It. Mm-hmm. I got it a could be any number of fungicide. things. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an organic fungicide, but I got it and I sprayed it. So, um, you're supposed to let it dry for 12 hours. Guess what happened eight hours later? Of course it rained. Rained like hell. Mm-hmm. So then I had to go back out there and respray. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to spray every 10 days, seven days because it's bad. Yeah. And I, man, I'm hoping that I get some growth back. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's like this awkward time in my garden where nothing really changes. You know, it's like, it's too hot. It's getting cool, but mm-hmm. it's still too hot. Mm-hmm. So like, do you, what do you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's the end goal here? Do we just destroy it or how, how do you manage it? So yeah, what we'll am see. I, you know what I mean? One of my questions was, you know, for Ben was how many, like how many tomatoes had he gotten? Had he gotten enough of tomatoes for the season to feel good about pulling the plant? If, you know, if that's the direction we were going to head in. Yeah. And I think, you know, in mid August, you know, well, no, it's not, you know, you're not no. really at the place where you're saying, yeah, I can be done with tomatoes. So. Cause I got a solid month and a half of tomatoes to come. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Still. Yeah. So I went into some deep thought. Hmm. I know where this came from. Mm, I may have some counter information too. 
I meant to get it to you before this you episode. May. Yeah, I may. Nah, that's no fun. Then there's no <laughs> argument, so it's no fun. <laughs> so I think it's because of the square foot gardening technique that I use. To be honest, I really do. I think that's kind of what spurred it mm-hmm. to kind of go on because... Man, if stuff just gets crammed in there like that. I don't like it. I mm-hmm. do not like it. And that's my verdict. As yeah. I, I don't like it. So, so I know the, you have something counter. So Well, uh, and I, it's a concept. And I actually have the Square Foot Garden book. And I hope that I'm not right because then I'm going to feel guilty about not looking this up and, and sharing it with you before you started this. But I saw I was watching some other video and another gardener mentioned, and this is probably a video that's a couple of years old, even another gardener mentioned um, square foot gardening and specifically the goal. She said, you know, I was doing square foot gardening, but I wasn't pruning like recommended with square foot gardening. Yes. Right. You know, and so I meant, but you know what time it was, though? It was as I was waiting for the squash to get done. So it was like 145. And I was in the middle of like cleaning and about to eat, you know, so I didn't stop to look at the book to go back and track that back. And so I was literally thinking to myself, oh, I have to ask Ben if he was like actively pruning, you know, in the bed he was using the square foot gardening. So that's the question. So let me, let me go there for you. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't like square foot gardening Mm -hmm. because I don't want to go out there and prune prune consistently yeah i don't want to do that you know what i mean it's it's way too involved yeah it's too much man it's too much you know it's well you like, know what you know you get gun shy at a certain point you're like damn so what? for me what? that's the exact reaction that i have when it comes to treating things right you know so the i would i would be with that same game plan if i were in your shoes with the tomatoes Cause you know, how I feel about tomatoes in general, but I would make the move, but that's like, it's plant specific. The actions I'm going to take, like when my tomato plant, one of the container tomato plants had blossom in rot, you know, I was in there shaking calcium all over the place, you know? So, you know, it's the, yeah. what's worth it, but I don't want to, the squash Did plants. It help? Like, Did the calcium help? You know what? Interestingly enough, at first I didn't think so. Cause I probably had a dozen tomatoes that continued to have blossom in rot like, you know, from green to red. But now I was looking and um, it seems consistent that the ripening tomatoes do not have it. So I think I treated it enough, you know. Um, But other things like the squash, you know, I think squash is so freaking easy to to grow, like put another seed in a pot and, you know, see what happens. So that's like, that's kind of where I am when it comes to your comparison and not really want to go through the whole pruning effort with square foot gardening. That really, I guess, is recommended. Um, I feel that way when it comes to treating plants and things, which is a whole, it's, well, I mean, it's, we could go, I mean, what's this like telethon garden update? Cause we can go a number of hours when it comes to this. I have so much to share on that note, but. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, it goes against what I believe mm. to be consistently pruning a plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So every time you prune it, you weaken it for a short amount of time mm-hmm. and it slows its growth down. Right. So I go out and I, I mean, I definitely prune my stuff, but I prune and then I, I don't prune and then I prune and then I don't prune, you know, but this is like, you'd have to consistently be out there to ensure that you get this. And you know, it's like, Tomatoes and peppers are companion plants, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe that wholeheartedly. 
I grow them together for that reason. And as I put them in the bed, you all of a sudden you start losing all the space. Yeah. Right. So I go through and I look at the peppers and they need a square foot. So I leave them spaced out. But then the tomatoes, they say two square foot per tomato. So I put in the tomatoes at two square, f- at two square feet. Mm-hmm. Am I correct or am I wrong? I think it's two. I've been meaning to look that up. But again, it was one thirty in the morning. Cause that, and that right. was my second thought. I said, well, I remember we talked about two square feet, but is it really three? But go on. I've seen two to two and a half. So my bed is eight feet long. So mm-hmm. I gave it two. Mm-hmm. But it's just it just didn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just yeah. it didn't work. So that being said, at this point, I'm not completely poo-pooing it, but I believe in a lot of things in gardening too. Mm-hmm. It's okay to use like a hybrid mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. methodology to your spacing and stuff. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So um So just to clarify, just to clarify yeah. the um and I'm not a fan of pruning and I'll circle back around when it comes to my uh, single stemming, but there probably wasn't enough circulation because the plants were. Oh, for sure. In, right. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and had you pruned like continually, perhaps that would have given, you know, those plants enough space to have that air move around but part of your concern is it could introduce something else like we were talking about you know sun scald as an example um you mentioned just in this conversation you know you've i mean there's an injury to that plant with every cut you know right and it has to repair itself what i did to it Mm -hmm. i literally Mm -hmm. went michael myers on it yeah yeah like i just started slashing so i think that's more like freddy krueger though i think that's about the same, yeah, really. Right. <laughs> but you just you you slash it, and then now I just let it grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And what really was what precipitated all of this was the hurricane, mm-hmm. because when the hurricane comes, you get like two days beforehand of just like one hundred percent humidity and hot. Yeah. And then you get the hurricane, and you get like a day or two of that, and then afterwards. It gets really dry, but then it's summertime, so we're kind of in this like loop of just like pure humidity. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what really, because that's when I noticed it, as right after the hurricane, I noticed it, and I was like, well, maybe, you know, it got damaged from the wind or something, mm-hmm. and it's just it was too late at that point. Yeah. So it's uh, it's very interesting, you know what I mean? And I didn't, I I just don't believe in the trimming like that. I I don't like it. And I'm not willing to do it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. one thing that I have realized is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And damn it, it wasn't broke. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like my method was working for many years. So um, basically I got greedy and was like, I need to get more, mm-hmm, more, more. Mm-hmm. And if you want more, you make another garden. Yeah. yeah. Bed. You know what I mean? So. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I'm all for trying a new thing. And I think that um, like... I just I don't know if it's for you worth like giving it another try, especially if we already know one of the components, one of the pieces would be, you know, pruning. And I'm all for the whole, you know, if that's not what you want to do, that's not what you want to do. Move on or move back to the next thing. Um, So it's probably working for millions of people. Square foot gardening is. And for others, um, not so much. So for me, while I, I use 
that as a path, right? You know, like that's the, I start with the format of square foot gardening, um, but I don't, it's, I'm not, um, uh, stuck on it. Right. I'm not religious about right. it. Um, but just as a quick note, I mean, this could have been like three garden updates ago. I think I did the single stemming and pruning the tomato plants. So remember I had like, you know, every plant that I planted that I had two of for tomatoes. I had one that I was growing traditionally, if you will. And then another that I was going to do the single stem method. And I've known for years that I really don't have the discipline. I don't have the hashtag garden discipline for it. But I thought, well, what if I could get look a little bit of greed, so many tomatoes and meaning so many like enough that I can plant more varieties of tomatoes, right? Um, And it lasted for probably a good two weeks. Like I just, you know, I don't, I don't have an interest in climbing in the cage baby and cutting away leaves over and over again, especially now when I'm starting to get a gauge on how many tomatoes I'm really getting. The biggest thing that I'll miss out on is being limited to the amount of varieties I can plant, right? So I'll have to be very thoughtful in the coming years. I won't put pressure on myself for next year, but you know, what am I going to do with these tomatoes? Because if I have, what did I say, what did we say last time? Like 15 tomatoes or something like that? 12, 13, 15 tomato plants? Like that could technically be at least eight or nine different varieties if I wanted it to. You know, um, so and I have an interest in growing like, you know, different types of tomatoes because different types of tomatoes taste differently. And I'm a tomato lover. But anywho. um, Yeah. So I'm not a pruner either. I hate it. I only do it out of pure necessity. You know, I do trim and and prune the bottom leaves to avoid, you know, kind of splash up to try to keep the plant healthy. But once you do that in the first couple of weeks for me, I don't really have to go back around. Maybe it's probably the first month or so, I should say. Right. Um, But that's like a project. It's a mission. I'm going at it. And then that's it. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so yeah, 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 I'm sorry to hear that I'm rooting for, cause it was two plants, right? Two tomato plants. Eight. Oh, all of them. Every single one. Eight plants. I'm not going to cry for you because it's not over. It's not over. Don't cry. Oh no, 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 no. There could be tears. Like, yeah, that's, that's serious. Yeah. No, I don't give a shit if they die because I'm having another issue with them anyway. <laughs> Wait, what's the other issue? So the issue is, I, you know, I want to transition into a fall garden. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the things that go into a fall garden are combative with tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Well, I have two beds that are filled up with tomatoes. So I can't. I mean, I can. But I feel like knowing that they're they're not friends at all, mm-hmm. that if I put them in there, I think it would cause more of an issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm not really willing to do that. So it's like, in a sense, I'm kind of rooting. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and die, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Go ahead and die. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. at this point, it's like, it's hindering me. Yeah. So, and it's just, it's come to a point where it's like, you know, Everything has been like all the planning and stuff was really good for me this Mm -hmm, year. Like mm -hmm. I planned everything out. I had everything laid out. I mostly stuck to the plan. And now that it's time to transition, it's like, hold up. This ain't working like I thought it would. You know what I mean? Like, because there's other things that I'm having issues with, too. So like, 
you know, my cucumbers, for instance, I got pickle worm. Never had pickle worm before. To be honest, I didn't even know what a pickle worm was. Uh, Never even. I've never never heard of it, but it's freaking me out. Pickle worm, apparently, once you get it, you can't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like at this point, I'm like holding on because here's a silver lining behind all of this. Okay, okay? Okay. And, you know, you remember after the hurricane, everybody was like commenting on Instagram, like you have such a positive attitude. Mm. Good job. And it's it's like I trimmed these tomatoes back hard. Yeah. Right? So. There's almost no leaves on some of them. So when they're pruned back like that, the trellis behind it, I put peas in. Oh, now okay. the peas can get sun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So when these t- so they're coming up now. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give them about a week. And then where the cucumbers are, cut it out. You know what I mean? And then I'll just put more peas in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it sucks. Like it sucks that I'm not going to get probably any cucumbers this year. Mm-hmm. And I just did not know. And this is why like I say, I don't think you can be an expert at gardening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because after 15 years of gardening every year, I had never even heard of a pickle worm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I see them. I have them in some, some of my squashes have them, but the big one doesn't have it at all. I, um, like what the hell? I was, uh, (laughs) I was commenting on another gardener's, uh, page that tagged me in it. And, um, it was around not giving, himself enough space and his harvest you know uh suffering because of it and you know my comment was something along the lines of like i am now chanting it's my garden affirmation every harvest from the garden is a good harvest right put it on a shirt you know pin it um because you look at something like that you know that squash it's like the squash the butternut squash is my eggplant story now it's different because obviously that was a volunteer and you know i planted a million eggplants but it's like all right make the best of it you know make the most of it but it it doesn't matter you know what i mean and if you if you break down my garden monetarily about what i'm Mm -hmm, getting out mm -hmm. of it this is the most successful garden i've ever had because of this butternut squash (laughs) right (laughs) So if you think about it, though, like you go to the store and you buy one butternut squash for what, five bucks? Absolutely. And I've got like 20 butternut squash and I've got like 10 more growing. I mean, my God, you know, what else can I ask for? Yeah, man. So I I mean, you know, it's just it's hit or miss sometimes, you know, and this has been the hardest year for my garden. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the first year I hadn't gotten any eggplants. Oh, yeah. But then you flip. Has there been any recovery for those plants? Um, actually, I just pulled off a um, basically the wimpiest eggplant you could oh, ever imagine. Yeah, but I'm leaving it in there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving it in there until it cools off, so I can put something else in the place. And I'm leaving it in there purely so the roots will continue to work the soil mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the roots actually feed the soil when they're in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm allowing it to kind of do its thing and, and the hopes of, you know what, maybe I'll get one, but this is the first year that I haven't gotten a single eggplant and a single cucumber ever, 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 ever. So yeah, that's, um, and I mean, cucumbers being, go ahead, go ahead. 
I was to say that being said, it's it is what it is, man. You know, I still got fall, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, I've got some rutabagas coming up now. Mm-hmm. Never planted rutabagas, mm-hmm. so I just saw that the seeds finally started popping. So um, I'm I'm stoked about that. You know, I got to go put some borax in the soil mm, okay. because apparently they like they're real sensitive to borax. So you just sprinkle a little bit in. Yeah, I've read something along um, those lines. Yeah, but there is a definite soil test in my future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to be taking samples and sending them off to get tested, which you can do at your extension service. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I believe that it's it's time. You know, I've got calcium deficiencies in my wild garden. You know, two years in a row, I've gotten blossom end rot. So that's definitely an issue. Yeah, what plants are and, is it um, setting in on out there? Uh, my melons get it. Okay. So, but if I get that and I've talked about it on Instagram, didn't know the name of it. It's called a yield booster spray. Okay. And you basically spray the leaves with it. It's calcium and it'll go away. Mm -hmm. So like the big butternut squash I had, Mm -hmm. I was getting a bunch of them, all of them blossom in where I cut them all off, sprayed it 20 20 squashes later, no blossom in yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Just got three last night. Like I go outside, look at my tomato plants. I'm like, damn it. Walk over there. I'm like, sweet. Three mm-hmm. more squash. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it is what it is, man. I think um, your, um, the squash, you know, when you mentioned that it just, we can have all the plans we want. I don't, I'm not saying go out and just plant stuff without a plan. I, I think it's wise to, give some thought and consideration to your garden. Um, but sometimes you're just going to run into things that you've not run into before. You haven't run into in a long time, you know? So, I mean, I've had years where tomatoes have just not produced, you know, and there are years like this one's probably gonna be my, clearly, I think it's a numbers game, right? I, the best tomato season so far. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because it's still pretty early. I still have another month and a half or so. Um, but my tomato plants, net has they're healthy. You know they're producing, yeah. um, and I I'm really pleased with them. Um, now I'm trying to figure out if I have the best tasting tomatoes. Not so sure yet, you know, because there's that. Right. Um, but that's another story when it comes to trying out a few more uh, varieties. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you you have to accept the garden cards you're dealt, right? That's a part of us inserting ourselves in nature, right? You know, so right. sometimes you can influence it and sometimes not so much. Speaking of volunteers, it's not nearly the size of your butternut squash plant volunteer, but I have, um, it's the cutest thing. And if you're on Instagram, take a look at my profile where you can see some of the pictures I've posted. I think I've done a couple of videos. I have two cherry plant tomato volunteers that are growing. So the cage baby is literally, literally just wood and wire. It's a cage that's been built that has doors on top of three garden beds that span the length of my backyard. And so the garden beds, the raised beds are also wood and they were just sitting on top of the native soil, right? So there's the concrete, right? On top of the, or right next to the concrete is the soil, and the bed sitting on top of it. So it's a small crack. And I saw it earlier in the season, tomato plants, two of them have just basically grown between the concrete and that wood bed. And I mean, you're talking about like to the common eye, you really can't even see the crack, but sure enough, tomato plants have grown 
and I actually have red tomatoes. So grow, they grew flowered, produced tomatoes. And it's funny because someone commented on um, a video from last year that I did. And I was looking back at the video and I noticed like I could see all of the tomatoes. That I, it was like in November that had dropped on the ground right where those two volunteers are. I'm like, I'm surprised I only had two volunteers. Um, but again, it's the... I've done so much prepping and pampering around some of my other cherry tomato plants. And these two are just like, you know, we'll take the water from the, the ground. We'll take the water from the concrete yeah. that drips on. Like I'm not doing anything for them, you know? So dude, I did nothing for that butternut squash. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I watched it when we had no rain and a hundred degree heat mm-hmm. every day. Wilt. Mm-hmm. every day I watched it. I said, I ain't going to mess with mm-hmm. it. I'm going to see what it does. Mm-hmm. That bitch is just strong. <laughs> so, I I mean, you know. So, look. You, did you see the watermelon I posted on Instagram that's growing right yeah, now? Yeah, and I was like 23 hours late when I realized you were tagging me to say like, oh, yeah, let me share your melons. And so, yeah. But yeah, yeah share it. your melons. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. So first of all, I felt like a pervert saying, share your melons, mm-hmm. but we are gardeners. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, and you can still share your melons okay. with on there. Yeah. So, Good. but that's a planned volunteer. Okay. How do you mean? What happened last year? That plant produces 50 to a hundred pound watermelons. Mm. So last year I got like two 50 pound watermelons out of it. it it's just way too much. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I literally was just like, I don't even care. That was the first year for that wild bed. Mm hmm. And the weeds were so high, I just didn't even walk out there anymore. I would go out there and like harvest some, but I was like, man, I am not toting a 50 pound watermelon yeah, out of yeah, here. Yeah. So I let it rot. And I said, you know what? I'm going to let it rot and I want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It went all through winter and guess what happened? It grew. That's something. Yeah. So I might be working on a little scientific test this year. Oh, here we go. Yeah. 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 I might be seeding my sp- my garden in uh, I'm gonna seed one bed in winter time to see if anything will grow. All the stuff that they say you can't. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Well, you know that's why? my plan too. Yeah, I'm with you. You know why? Like I'm gonna plant some tomato seeds out there. Oh, well, I'm not doing in that in the winter time. <laughs> why but, not? Well, um, I actually. No, why not? Because I have a different plan for that same kind of method. It's my intention to actually get some of the veggies in the spring. You know, so well, wait, more wait, of like wait, 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 No, no. Why not, though? I mean. Why not plant a tomato seed out there? I'm getting to a point. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess it, it doesn't. That wasn't a part of my plan. I'm not saying I'm anti-plant a tomato seed in the winter. Do you think it wouldn't work? I hadn't given it any thought until just that moment you said it. So I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I don't want to think. I think for sure it it would work because I already have tomato plant volunteers that clearly the tomatoes were sitting there all throughout the fall and winter and sprung up in the spring. Right. So, of course, it would work. So why why do you think that we're forced into thinking that we have to start seeds inside? That they will not survive if we plant them in the ground early. I don't Why know if it's that, but it's a wait and see game, right? So would you do your entire garden like that? No. Yeah. I'm not going to do my entire garden, but I want to try it because right? it is a risk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to be like, 
oh well i'm not gonna touch this garden mm. but i want to see if something grows yeah. but let me let me remember way back when we were talking about jurassic sized tomatoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do they get planted oh poop right but when the poop came out or the fruit rotted the seeds sat all winter mm-hmm, correct mm-hmm. whatever winter so looked th- like during dinosaur yeah. times but yeah uh-huh, uh-huh, but even it? still you know if, if it wasn't for that we would have like extinct plants and mm-hmm, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have anything like that butternut squash for instance mm-hmm. that thing those seeds they weren't even in the compost pile they were just laying in the yard mm-hmm. since who knows how long yeah. so it's a very interesting concept and I'm, I'm curious to see you know the watermelon made it, so I don't see why anything else. Yeah, wouldn't. and those are you know summer crops, right? Which is actually the most interesting. Yeah, notoriously. So well, I mean, I, I mean I, as I, of right now, <clears throat> the vines are thirty feet long. Yeah. So, I there's a part of me that loves the idea of dropping seeds, sowing seeds, and then not having to deal with it in the spring or in the summer. Like, there's a part of me that loves that, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's also a part of me that's I like... Would, I think it would be great. Because you could garden your... You could be working in your garden all year round for something. Well, uh, in part, yeah. But um, I think that the reason why it's it's intriguing because you're right... For me, I'd be right on the end of kind of the garden season. So I'm still in a garden state of mind, if you will, versus kind of being cold you know, figuratively and literally for months and then getting back into the gardening, you know, at the top of the year yeah. or something. So, you know, think so it's a crazy. part of what, and we'll probably talk about this, a part of what I plan to do, because I'm still in like full on like garden, garden excitement, garden joy. But at some point there's a tiring that wears in. It happens every year. You know, you get a little bit tired. You're kind of like, all right, okay. I've worked this land enough. So that normally sets in somewhere around October for me. But my plan is to really um, do an inventory, if you will, of what I have and to get a good idea of what I want to do next year. But wouldn't that be a great time to say, okay, I'm moving my tomato plants next year. I'm going to go ahead and sow the seed right here now. You know, Mm -hmm. you're still kind of conscious of where everything was or is because it's still there. Um, So, yeah, I really like that idea. I'm not ready to jump in with you. I don't think that tomatoes would be a good thing, though, because they take so long to grow. Mm -hmm. I think that you would hinder. But other stuff that's like recommended to direct. sow, Mm -hmm. I don't I think that's what I'm going to try and do, like try and do a bed that's recommended for direct sowing and then sow it but the only reason you know why the, I mean? it's not recommended for direct sowing in, in your area or mine it's just because of the garden season and the time right we don't have a yeah, generally well, I mean, enough time to for a plant to go from seed it, to producing in the garden well it's still going to be the same way like it's not going to grow in the middle of winter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's my point it's going to be ready to grow in spring but if i grew them inside and got them out then they would be bigger and healthier and ready more ready to grow so the question becomes for that cherry man (sighs) what 
because now you have you. now you you know what you're doing you're piquing my curiosity you know i'm a crazy one when it comes to this stuff so the question is for my two tomato plant volunteers i attributed their size to kind of the space they have to grow those roots can only get so big so the question becomes if they were sitting in the middle of the garden what would have happened because that space that i looked back on and saw all of those tomatoes that kind of had fallen off had you know riding or whatever the every place else basically i have cardboard and wood chips like three inches of wood chips that are on top of it that's why the the tomato plants didn't volunteer in other spaces that's a space where i the where it did volunteer is where a place where i didn't have it covered so had i left that exposed i wonder what would have happened i guess how big would those plants have gotten you know i can tell you that i had volunteers one year from tomatoes left over from the year before mm-hmm. Because I was like you and I got tired. It's like my first year starting this garden and I only had like one small bed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Eh, I'm just not really feeling it. And some stuff kind of fell off. And anyways, long story short, they seeded and um, they got pretty damn big. Mm -hmm. You know, it took them a while, but they they started to get I mean, I got full size tomato plants out of them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but. But let me, so speaking of melons, um, long time melon lover, first time melon I grower. I love melons. <laughs> you're, you're inching, inching closer to a rated R podcast. I can't help it. I, can't I mean, there is a bit it. of a setup there. So um, I started, let's see, sugar baby watermelons. I'm yeah. hoping to get one watermelon off of it. It's a mini watermelon. Dude, okay. Park it right there. Uh-huh. You're growing sugar baby watermelons. Yeah, I am. Are they puny looking? They so far. They isn't the one I I've, the one I have. Fairy Morris sugar baby watermelon. I'm almost certain it's Fairy Morris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F that. I'm not growing that anymore. That crap <laughs> is the puniest watermelon plant I've ever seen in my life. No. So interesting. On, I don't. So now I'm glad you mentioned that because I assumed my overplanting is the reason why the plant is pretty puny. Um, no. You're thinking it's just you know. Yeah. No, that, that thing is weak, man. That thing is pitiful. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the epitome I mean, it's of the, pitiful. At this point, it's the size of my fist, if not smaller. The melon on the, the melon. Plant. And the oh, you have a melon. Yeah, I do have a melon. Good for Look you. at this. Yeah, yeah good. Now for I'm you. worried. Like, is that going to be it? Is it just going to be this size of melon? Um, but the plant itself hasn't even climbed fully over the trellis. Um, I mean, the other ones are just going wow. So I have um, sugar baby melons, and I have other watermelon seeds, but I intentionally planted that because I want it kind of a compact melon based on the way I'm growing. I'm doing it vertically. I didn't want like some 20 pound melon trying to hang off of my trellis. Right. Um, but I'm also doing a couple of different cantaloupes, which it's crazy because I can, can really take or leave cantaloupe, but again, smaller melons, you know, number of days to harvest was kind of in my window, but I'm doing Puny plant. Hmm? Is it puny? No, no, man. I mean, at this point, they all look the same. The watermelon um, plant is really distinctive, so I can tell for sure which one that is. But no, the cantaloupes, man, they're killing it. They're killing the game, man. Hmm. Now, I'm also doing honeydew, remember? Do we need to? We don't need another soundbite of your reaction to honeydew melons. No. And for a while, I thought like, oh, well, maybe this won't be the year of the honeydew melon. But I did find one. 
Um, and oh, so, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I put the, the whole slingshot on it, you know, to try to tie it to the trellis itself uh, to make sure like the uh, stem doesn't break. And so it's at least one, but the all star of the melons, and this is the only one I've harvested. So it's kind of like maybe your first kid. It's like, oh, you love it until the next one comes. No, I'm joking. Uh, so I, um, I have a mango hybrid melon. Yeah. Have you tasted it yet? Dude, I had it for breakfast um, with my collard greens. No, I'm joking. Um, I actually had cereal for breakfast with the mango melon and I had collard greens. For Does it taste today. like mango? No. Yeah. They never do. I mean. They call it that. That's, see, that stuff. Hold on. It's marketing. No. I know. Oh, it's because of the color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good it point. makes it makes me mad. It's like, no, nah, man. Call it an orange watermelon. Don't call it a mango melon. Like, yeah. I don't um, give me that crap. Not you know even I mean? the like if I w- shape or the color of the outer skin puts you in the mind of a mango. It's literally the flesh of the melon. But that could be any kind of you know cantaloupe or a musculine melon. Is it musculine? Musk musk melon? Musk melon? Either way. Um, but it's delicious. It's they. I'm not denying that. To size, they're probably. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking around to see if I have anything that, that's that size. They're probably for those watching the size of a um, paper towel roll. For those listening, you kind of know what a paper towel roll. So it's that almost that long. Um, they're sizable. I've actually harvested two so far, um, and I mean you get like almost a casserole dish of. Don't even ask why I'm using casserole dish as a reference of melon from it. So. Yeah. I'm really that's pleased crazy. with it. Yeah. I'm saving yeah, some seeds yeah. from it. We'll see. I have some that I could use next year, but I'm saving it. I'm actually going to start a couple indoors to see if they're, they germinate and grow just so I know. You yeah. Know, going I need to, next to do year. that with some of mine too, to make sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't do the float test. Mm-hmm. So I did the float but test I'm, and I actually ended up with like maybe, uh, maybe a fourth of the seeds that uh, drop down to the bottom, which means they're viable. And then, you know, the rest of them, they're just sitting up top. But I mean, it's a shit ton of seeds though from that one melon. Um, yeah. So even with only getting some of them, it's still, I mean, I don't, I would have to plant all over my block to use all of those seeds. Yeah. So I'm working on that too. Now I'm checking. I kind of sort of. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to have like a mango melon mm-hmm. or something like that. But, you know, it's like when you name it, it's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. It's just an orange melon, mm-hmm. you know. And so does it taste like a watermelon? No, it doesn't taste. It tastes more like it puts you more in the mindset of a cantaloupe, to be quite frank. So not okay. as, you so know, it's that musky. Flavor. No, no, that's what I'm going to say. It's not that musky flavor, though. It's kind of like that's the piece where they injected the mel- the mango piece and removed the musk from it um, or that okay. kind of funk, you know, that that cantaloupe normally has. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, definitely, definitely doesn't taste like a mango, though. So another, yeah. on a different note, I have, um, not melon-wise, but I have asparagus beans, long yard beans, um, and they quite literally are a yard. And another example of, like, I know what asparagus tastes like. Don't I mean, I know what mango tastes like, too. Doesn't taste like asparagus. It doesn't like taste like your bean. traditional bean, green bean. But it doesn't taste like asparagus, you know. They're right. actually a pretty strong beanie flavor, if you will. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. It 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 absolutely worked. Like the marketing absolutely worked. The name of it, 
is what drew me to it because I haven't committed to growing asparagus just based on the commitment that it really is. And I said, oh, right. okay, I can have a bean that's slightly different than the other beans I'm growing in asparagus like, nope, that ain't it. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. It's, um, you know, you gotta be careful. And like those, uh, those sugar baby melons, mm-hmm. like, nah, man, yeah. I'm just, I gotta, I got a couple seeds left over. Actually, I got a fair amount. I'm just going to throw them away. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to grow that crap anymore mm-hmm. because it's just pitiful. Yeah. You know, I've never seen, it took so long for them to start growing yeah. too. Yeah. And that's why I and thought I was like, the other melons, melons had taken over. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other vines had taken over and it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, it germinated yeah. slower, you know, and then once everything sprung up and started to grow, it was just like trying to catch up, trying to catch up. So, Yeah. I don't know maybe that they had a bad batch last year. Uh, maybe so. I don't know that I'm um, I'm going to look through my seeds and probably look for something that now I know that um, I'm going to wait. That's what I didn't do. I'm going to weigh the mango melon. Now that I know that the trellis can hold that size melon again, I'm tying those melons up to the trellis, but it could still support that size. Now I'm going to compare it to some of the other melon seeds that I have to try to figure out like what's the next size melon that I can grow. Um, right. I was gonna go someplace else, but <laughs> don't. <laughs> so, uh, don't. so what else is going on in your garden? Oh, let's see. I got my cauliflower is hardening off right now. Oh, hardening off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I have cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, hardening off right now. They should be ready to go in. I'm gonna give them till the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And I have another batch of Brussels sprouts that I just moved out to start hardening it off. So you, did, I, you know me and this Brussels sprout thing, yeah. I'm going to conquer This them. is year three or two? Year three okay. of a failed attempt. I, I came close this spring, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I came close. So. so do you do anything different with hardening them off in the fall or prepare it's for the, the same fall? same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's just the heat, you know, just getting them kind of used to the heat. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have that, I got a bunch of stuff started inside. Mm-hmm. It's going slow. Yeah. My broccoli, man, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe my broccoli seeds were a little old. I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. but they're, they're taking their sweet ass time. Yeah. So, well, um, I'm probably end up, I'm, I think I have to look at when I can transplant them outside here, but I'll probably start my broccoli seeds inside at Christmas time mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking at this point, my seed station in my house is just always going to be out. Yeah. It seems like, you know, and I don't really want it to be, you know what I mean? But it kind of is what it is at this point. So, so, uh, speaking of starts, I mean, I just wait for the September update before we talk about kale collards. (laughs) I mean, I just, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm not defeated. Although if you're watching this, my face looks as if I am. I'm just going to keep at it because at this point, I really want to know if I can do it going into spring next year. But anywho, I have some lettuce that's really doing. I mean, I've potted up some stuff too already. So I have some lettuce that's doing really well, some romaine lettuce uh, that I started on. Like It's all, it's about a month old, basically. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. very comfortable with letting it grow inside a bit longer. Um, I'll talk about our weather in just a minute, but I have some spinach indoors, which is just, you know, it's, it's coming along. Um, I did start some sunflowers. Um, don't ask me why, maybe because I have a million seeds. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, I started some more zinnias, um, cause I have some of the 
excuse me, some of them that are dying um, out in my garden. I wanted um, a little darker of a color kind of going into fall. Um, I did bok choy, which I'm actually excited about because I didn't get it in the spring. I didn't bother yeah, to plant it Yeah, I wanted to do summer. bok choy, but I can't find seeds anywhere. Oh, you know what? Let me look at mine. I may have, if I have more than a package, I got you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, hook me up. But I, let me see. What else did I do? I did um, Claytonia, whatever the hell that is. It's more of a leafy, I think it's in the spinach family. Um, and I did, again, start kale and cabbage but the jury's still out on those um i think that's it So actually let me stop oh. here real quick mm-hmm. i do want to say something um i i'm switching to growing heirlooms only next year mm. uh, and i have a bunch of like fairy more seeds mm-hmm. you know big box store seeds all bought this year mm-hmm. and i'm going to be doing a giveaway on my instagram oh, okay so okay. you guys check it out because i just i don't want to throw them out uh-huh and I just want to, you know, give them to people that need them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, I'm going to be doing something like that. I got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So I just, <clears throat> I want to, I, I want to just move over to an heirloom varieties and it's because I want to start saving seeds yeah. and with the hybrids, like you can, but you don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. You know, it could revert back to one of its parent plants mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, who the hell knows what they're spliced with? So yeah. what, you know, was used. So that's why there's nothing wrong with them, except for the sugar baby melons. Um, if you've ever been mean to me, I'll hook you up with some sugar <laughs> baby melon seeds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I um, I think over the coming years, as I purchase new seeds, I'm going to be going down the heirloom route as well. Um, yeah. You know, but I have so many seeds now where I'm going to continue to churn away. Because uh, remember, this is like yeah. maybe the fourth year or something that I've even grown with seeds. You know, historically, yeah. my garden has been. Yeah, well, you're just getting started with yeah, seeds. Yeah, man. I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm a freshman or maybe I'm a, a junior. I don't know. Maybe I'm repeating so, my freshman year three times. <laughs> on the subject of seeds, mm-hmm. I did a test. Mm hmm. And I planted some seeds in seed starter mix and some seeds in potting soil. Okay, okay. And overwhelmingly, the potting soil has outperformed the seed starting mix. Interesting. You think overwhelming? It's the more nutrients in this uh, potting mix, then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, when you do the seed starting mix, it's like a, uh, it's real heavy on the moss, mm-hmm, and I just. I'm I'm set. You know, it's it's really expensive too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think I'm good. Um, just um, and again, being the first very first year starting, um, I'm wondering about like you know some seeds are pretty big, but some seeds are pretty small. Any thoughts on the size of the seed performing well in potting mix? It's just been across the board. You know, for me, with my hands as big as they are, small seeds are a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, as far as I can tell, like I'm, I'm extremely happy with the potting mm-hmm. soil. Oh, it's a good and find. I know then. that. Yeah. I, yeah. A lot of people kind of scoff at it, and I'm one of those. You know, got to get a seed starting mm-hmm. mix. And I had never really used a seed starting mix until this year either. Mm-hmm. Never used one until this year, and I had yeah. a lot of problems. I did a lot of changes this year uh-huh. that I shouldn't have done. Yeah. You but know, now you know like those damn yeah. wood chips oh well they're coming out yeah i'm still team wood they're chips 
they're not conducive for my gardening style. That's why they're coming out. Yeah. And maybe even your sewing. gardening area too. Yeah. Well, it's just the direct sewing mm-hmm. aspect. It's not working for me because I just have to move them around so much. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I got plans for them. They're not going to waste. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can dig it. I um, walking paths, walking paths. Yeah, there you have it. There you have it. I'm a big fan of it. Um, so I have something late and breaking. Oh gosh, what's my bed count? Eight hundred and fifty-three point two. All right, you got a new bed. So not not new, as in like I went out and bought something. So there is, it's a two by four foot space. So it's uber small, all things considered when it comes to the other garden beds that I have. But this is a space that's right next to my front porch. And for years and years and years, I've had daylilies there. Um, And this is huge. This is me saying, I dug up flowers. That silence was intentional. <laughs> like, that's not a I'm thing I do, to see right? What you yeah. So, put in there. well, no, that's that's where that's the question mark. So, um, a couple of notes. It's um, on the other side of the porch. It's pretty shady there throughout the day. Um, two by four space. So, if you think about how a porch is set, right? You know, so it's in that little uh, nook in that little. Um, spot and it's going to whatever's going to grow it's going to, if it grows up it's going to grow up against the porch um, and I have lattice so I need to be careful about stuff falling fruits falling you know underneath the porch and then I have all kinds of stuff growing everywhere but anywho um, I have pretty much committed to not growing flowers there but I have so many ideas two by four again it's still all in all pretty small i'm thinking i'm just going to do some fall stuff right there but i thought about garlic because at first i was like you know i don't eat a lot of garlic but then i thought i'm always using minced garlic i don't eat like whole um what do you, cloves of garlic a lot i don't use that in my cooking a lot but i use a lot of minced garlic especially at 1 30 in the morning when you're cooking squash but anyway um i thought about like maybe that's the space if i cut back my okra plants next year put two or three okra plants whoever says two or three okra i never say two or three okra plants but that's a space for that um i thought you know i could do clearly plant some lettuce there keep it clean you know straightforward uh spinach again if you're thinking about the shady areas like the the possibilities are endless maybe not endless but you know i got some options what are you thinking team herb team herb I didn't think yeah. about that. Team herb, baby. And you got the garlic going. That's an herb, technically, kind of. Oh, uh, yeah. My initial Look reaction you. to you and herbs, you know, and this is just, I'm not normally this way. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself, but my initial reaction was to reject that. Team herb. Just off the cuff, right? You know, um, that doesn't excite me. You're on to something, though, because I don't have an herb bed. I only grow herbs in containers. You're on to something in that it being a a small, dedicated space. um, And I won't have to worry about, you know, underwatering, which I struggle with now. So I'm not ready to commit, but that may be a a better idea. I can't wait until we do an episode about the garden changes for next year. Mm. The improvements that Mm -hmm. I'm making. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to talk about them now because I'm not hammered in on yeah, them. Yeah, they're not fully um, baked. Yeah, they're they're in the oven. You know what I'm saying? And the timer is getting low, <laughs> so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. But herbs is a big part of it. So there's a lot of reconstruction gonna that's gonna happen. Yeah, I actually. So. Uh, I'm gonna top that. Um, you'll be, you won't be surprised the direction <laughs> I'm headed in. So we'll talk more about that on on a future episode. But I um I have some thoughts around kind of a different look and feel for the garden next year. So if we, yeah. I think it was 895 beds. Yeah, so we're at 896 yeah. now. So we'll still be using 896 beds, but um. Yeah, I think there's going to be something a little bit different. So yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it's that time of year too. Yeah, this is yeah, the yeah. perfect time of year to get out there and really look at what you got cooking and say like, hey man, this needs to be changed. This doesn't, yeah. you know. Go out there, take your little cell phone, snap a couple pictures, so you can kind of in the winter time you can be like, okay, I remember what this looked mm-hmm. like. Like I completely understand this whole situation yeah. that unfolded in this garden bed. And like, I, know, think I think that's, I highly recommend, especially if you're in the midst of it, no matter the size of your garden um, and you don't have to publish it online, right? Take a video of it. Talk yourself through what you're seeing and where, because even yeah. sometimes pictures, while well, I mean, it's a good reference is better than nothing. Um, a video of like, okay, this is what I'm looking at. You know, and these are your thoughts around it. Um, I literally have um, a like little bitty, like handful of a spot where I planted something. I don't know what the hell it is. It was an open space. And in my mind, I was going through how Batavia's mind works. Like the logic I was using when I dropped those seeds, but I don't know what in the hell it is. Right. And I'm just like, I'm gonna have to wait until it produces. Like, you know, it gets a little bit bigger for me to figure it out. And I said that to say, that was like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So if you think about trying to remember something and what you really thought about, you know, that leaf there or that plant there in four months, five months, six months. Yeah. Don't uh, make it easy for yourself. Yeah. Uh, Now is the time. Mm -hmm. Like if you're listening to this right now, pause this episode or take us with you Mm -hmm. and go look because Mm -hmm. you'll be, you'll be glad you did. Yeah, I really um, will because it's really hard in the wintertime to think back and be like, oh, what happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I remember that this was growing here, but was it, did it do okay? You know, mm-hmm. especially the bigger that your spaces get, it gets even harder and harder. Yeah, so. the um, in the front yard, um, in all seriousness, it's I don't even I mean, I guess I could count this other bed as another bed, but technically, I started the season off with 14 garden beds and this. Mm-hmm smaller one could be the 15th but anyway i have four circular beds they're basically um fire rings so it's 36 inches around and i have them really butted up against each other and i planted a shitload of stuff in there and i know better right i know that i planted cucumber plants and was foolish to think i was going to plant anything else around it Um, but I said in those couple of bits, like I am dodging leaves and stems every time I walk. And that's the path that I walk with my water hose. And I'm looking at it now and saying, oh, you're totally going to remember that. No, this was too much in this area. These beds are bumping into each other. You have no clearance. I'm saying I'm going to remember that 
maybe somebody here will remind me, but chances are I'm going to get the better of myself next spring. Like, okay, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And I'll be right back here, you know, (laughs) trying to figure out how to pull a hose through here. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to do that myself. Um, because it's hard, man. It's, it's hard to, you know, and especially where you are, where things literally disappear in the mm-hmm, wintertime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, for me, at least I can go out there and look at stuff, yeah. but it's still, it doesn't even, I mean, you know, all the perennials, they go away. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what's what. You don't know what's that where. That totally so. happened with my front yard um, flower garden. Like, remember, the whole goal is um, add a couple of perennials a year. And I totally did that. Um, and I do better with spacing for flowers because a lot of flowers like to be planted in clusters. It's a whole thing, right? Uh, so I do better with that, but I still, um, I even move flowers, which I hardly ever do. I hate it. And then planted things pretty close together. And now I'm just thinking like, oh, next year this flower is going to get much bigger. I should have planted these, you know, two in this spot and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I think that um, when I planted them, it was at the very beginning of the season. And any, even though I could see some of the uh, perennials coming back from previous seasons, it still didn't. I mean, it's it's the size. Objects appear, you know, you know, smaller yeah. than what they are. So, um, so yeah, definitely do yourself a favor. And even if it's um, you don't know what you're going to do with next year, just make a note of what you're seeing right now. You know, you could decide how much or how little that's going to be used next year. So. So. I'm going to switch subjects now. Okay. But first, we need to do the recipe of the day. I have so much more to, to give. No. Okay. Featuring fruit. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll sit back. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. Okay, so Batavia did it to herself, first of all. I was fully ready to come on here and give a pickle recipe. (laughs) But she reminded me Ah! that we had to scrap an episode and I I could reuse this one recipe from before. So she did it to herself. I can't believe it. I always try to help folks. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks to be nice, doesn't Mm -hmm, it? mm Mm-hmm. So we are going to do a coconut grilled pineapple. So we take your pineapple and first of all, if you eat pineapples and you don't have a pineapple core, you're not living life. So get the core. Am I saying that right? Core. Uh, let's go and with it. Yeah. Yeah. You twist it in and basically when you pull it out, you get perfect rings and the, no core. But you can cut it in chunks. You can do whatever you want. And I recommend soaking it in a coconut rum. So, and don't worry, I don't even drink at all. And when you cook it, it cooks the alcohol off of it. And you get a slight, a slight coconut flavor. Mm -hmm. 
So um, big wedges work good for this too. If you want to do like big, huge chunks or something like that, um, that'll work good. And you just marinate them for a little while mm-hmm. and just make sure that it gets in there. And then you put it on the grill. And what happens is the alcohol that's on there, as it cooks off, it's sugar, right? So it caramelizes mm-hmm. on top of the cook, mm-hmm. on top of the pineapple as well. Yeah. I do not recommend, however, going to the store and buying a coconut to use for your flavor because every time we buy one, <laughs> they always are rotten. Oh, no. So, yeah. But the the rum does a good job of it. Uh, I, you can get crazy. You can use like spiced rums. You can do all kinds of things with it. But I prefer coconut rum. So, okay. um, it's super simple. Make shish kebabs. Add that on there, mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, it's really good. So nice, easy recipe. Yeah. Good thing about fruit recipes is they're pretty simple. Yeah, I um. They're just hard to come up with. I I'm not gonna try it only because I have a pineapple that I need to cut up, and I. You're not gonna try it because you have a a pineapple you need to cut no, up. No, that doesn't make I any haven't sense. Haven't finished, but I don't oh. have coconut rum. And I am not going to the store to buy a single thing to make a recipe. It's it. It's over. It's done. Not going to do it. Also, what I'm not going to do is underestimate my gardening ability. This is one more time that I've I've bought fruit because I wasn't sure about the melons. And guess what's happening? Melons are falling on my head. That's so (laughs) terrible. And I have a pineapple from the store that I need to use, right? So yeah. uh, same thing happened to me with a lettuce a while back. So, but yeah, I um so. I love uh, the idea of grilling it. So back in the spring, I think end of May, I assembled my very the first. Hmm? Yeah, right. the Avengers <laughs> attack. Yeah, my very first. Um, grill gas grill i've assembled grills before um and newsflash i believe that i am handy right and there's some things that i'm pretty handy about i actually have a handyman that comes and he really is complimentary about some of the things that i've done you know as a handy woman um but there's some things that are kind of outside of my handiness ability and this gas grill was very close to it um it took me most of the afternoon and probably because at some point about 30 or 40 minutes into it i dropped one of the key pieces in between the slats of my deck and i had to remove the lattice and crawl under the deck to find it it was just a mess so anyway I am forever trying to put something on the grill now because, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears and splinters yeah. that I got putting it you together. Should. Yeah. So, and hey, hey. So you remember? Don't write in about gas grills and how gas grills really aren't grilling. I don't want to hear it. No, get over no, it. No, no, I kind of no. believe it, but at some point I had to go with convenience. So here we are. Yeah. No. Cook on a fire. Cooking on an open flame of any kind mm-hmm. is grilling. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Yeah. I'm moving on. And the more you talk, the more time you waste on the flower talk that we're about to have. Oh, wait. One question, though. So, so in Castaway. Th- you're just cutting into it. Yeah, no. You're so, Castaway, when Tom Hanks's character was building fire, I built fire. So, was that grilling? Like, you know, open flame? Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Why not? Okay. All right. Just ask him. Yeah. I'll let him know. 
So I have a few minutes before I have to go to the bus stop because school started here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, how are your flowers? Gorgeous. That bad? No, man. <laughs> I just, I feel like I need to make my, sm- my uh, flowers smaller because of how beautiful they are. And I'm certain that what you're about to share, I just don't want to embarrass you when it comes to, you know, my flowers. No, I'm... Dude, you remember I was talking about how my vincas weren't doing anything? Mm-hmm. Are they kicking butt now? They're doing something. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 not as um as big as I would like, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty happy with them, yeah. man. It's a it's a definite win on my part. Yeah. It's you know like I mean you know I've had a brutal summer here, mm-hmm. and they've done extremely well. Mm-hmm. I mean they've never looked bad at. I never water them. Yeah, you know which is what I wanted for that. It was like my plan executed accordingly what you know it's like i don't mind watering and stuff like that but yeah. like i particularly didn't want to have to do much up there and it's like 103 degrees for like a week and a half straight and like they never missed a beat yeah so um i am pretty um, stoked about i actually that. am ready to recommend the vinca i i'm not cra- it's not in my top three list top five list top ten list it's not on my top list just from an aesthetic perspective, it's a pretty flower. Uh, they love to be grouped together. Um, but it is probably the lowest maintenance flower I have. And I have them tucked in a few yeah. different places. Um, so, yeah, really recommend it. Really low-key, low-maintenance. Um, I am not exaggerating when I talk about how gorgeous my front yard flower bed is, primarily because of the zinnias and the hibiscus that are just kicking butt and taking names. Um, however, yeah. everything else that I've planted in a pot, I hate all right, I don't hate it, but I like I am so over <laughs> watering these pots every freaking day. And the reality Dude, is annoying. I'm going to do it again next year because they are beautiful. But damn it. Like, I, I, you know, you see those big, huge planters and they're expensive. And now I'm just thinking, like, I need to be putting some money under my mattress to save up for some of those. Because, dude. I'm not doing small pots next year. Now, I did have one in particular that was a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Every day it wilted. Every day. And then finally, I was like, hold up. I started thinking and I was like, let me get a little saucer and put under it and fill the saucer up with water. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom. Problem solved. Yeah. You know, but it's... I, I'm not doing small planters anymore. I'm, I'm 100% not going to do small planters See, anymore. Am, it's only big. I just have to be more strategic with where where I put them. I um I have just it's just a lot of work. It's difficult for me to have really big planters that I feel with dirt with soil and planting those. Although that's the easiest to maintain, but it's hella hard getting them out of the weather. Like once it gets cold, some of those pots will crack if I leave them out in the winter. So it's kind of like the whole putting your garden to bed becomes like this big community project for me. You know, it's like, so there's that. That's why small pots are so much easier for me to manage. And, you know, little wee things are cute. Right. But shit. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to vent about it. I don't even know if I'm going to change anything. I just. I'm all set, man. I can't do it. It's too much. Yeah. It's, you know, those little pots, they just, and especially in the heat that we have here, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. So 
from now on, I would rather have one giant pot than a bunch of small ones. Um, you know, and but it's coming to that time of year where you can go get them on sale. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to stay out of the stores of too because that's this is where it's dangerous for me. Well, I go in there with a specific plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I have an idea, and once it starts to cool off a fair amount, I'm in there, mm-hmm. man. I I mean, I got two big pots a couple years ago for 25 cents and they were normally like 40 bucks oh, wow. you know they were just like that's crazy i mean you might as well just giving them away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and i was like yeah i'll take them you know there was only two i would have taken 50 mm-hmm, if i had that mm-hmm. you know yeah but um they still had to be watered but they were only every other day so if i could get on a schedule yeah. and every other day situation but you know my um so my petunias are just about done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of stopped caring about them though. Cause I'm like, you know, you guys ruined my whole design idea because <laughs> you're just way too prolific. You know, those super tunias. Yeah. I'm all set you on those. Yourself, not, you're I'm, complaining about a flower doing too well. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's definitely a valid argument though, because you have a specific design, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not like your tomatoes going crazy and you're just like, oh, I get too many tomatoes. It's like, literally I had a design in this pot with three different plants and it just overtook the whole damn thing. Well, what do we say about and mint? Right. What do we say about mint when planting it? It'll take over. It's still the same so, idea super, of complaining about something that's really, really doing well when you don't want it to do that thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just giving you shit. I get it. Well, it's, you know what, though? It's not because it's a hybrid. You know what I mean? It, it was made to do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was my ignorance oh, because this okay. is my first year yeah. with flowers. Like, I didn't realize that, like, now I, a hanging pot, I would for sure just put that in there because they would be hanging to the ground and it would look amazing. But... Um, One quick note about that, though. So I have some hanging pots and some petunias in there because they are so prolific. Generally speaking, petunias will spread. They're not invasive, if you will, from my experience, but they will spread. And a couple of the issues and I have this issue every single year, but I love them so. And they're so beautiful for like a month and a half. The thing I haven't been able to to really get up the mm -hmm to do is pull the plant, like plant something else there. You know, so those roots are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I have hanging pots right now that I'm even past the point where watering them every day isn't good enough. You know, so um, those may have to go into a bigger space in general. We'll see. I'm not going to worry about it too much. But um, yeah, all of the color in the garden is starting to look a little bit different just because of the work involved with keeping that color watered greedy little bastards we'll see and that's the thing too you know that shade garden i started it's completely weeded over at this point so that's too bad i can't even yeah it is but it's you know i expected it Mm -hmm. because i was like okay i'm gonna get this stuff in there and i knew that i wasn't gonna be able to keep up with Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. so next year i'll go back in and i'll mulch around there Mm -hmm. all those wood chips yeah 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 yeah. guess guess where they're going you know what i mean so and I think it'll be really beneficial in that area because mm-hmm. I will say this, I have not had to weed my gardens at all this year, barely because of those wood chips. They do the job for that. Virtual you high know, fives. For yeah, that, yeah. Mega high five mm-hmm. on that. So they definitely did the trick, but, um, you know, I've definitely been battling that and the big changes for next year are creating 
What are you doing? What are you doing? No, no, no. It's just it's fine because there's the the reveal will be the design that we come up with. But there's going to be flower areas added, and it's no secret we've been doing it. Yeah. But well, can you, know, you do me I'm a favor? I'll... Sure. Can you take that sound effect that I just created? Because when we need to like bleep out something, I want to use that. And can you just? You mean my, the the new ringer on my phone? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it in your Apple Store. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so it, it's been. Um, you know, my flower, I, I created a couple flower beds this year mm-hmm. and because of the heat and the watering situation, they didn't work out. So I just yeah. need to kind of revisit that and say like, this is a spot for Vincas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what else goes with Vincas, yeah, you know, yeah. and just kind of go that route. Build on what really being, has worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's really drought tolerant, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I need to look up what's drought tolerant and what's low maintenance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some areas I do want to work on and some areas I just want to grow. Yeah. You know, I don't want to mess with them. I don't want to fight with them. Yep. So it's been a definitely a learning year for the flowers and I have not beat myself up over them at all good, because good. it's my first year mm-hmm. with them. So I am I am the newest of the new flower gardeners out there of everybody of all 11,000 people that have listened to this podcast at this very moment I'm probably the newest flower gardener there so and I'm comfortable with that welcome we're here to support you not a problem (laughs) so it's been interesting you know and my sunflower sucked but I didn't really do anything crazy for him I kind of just threw out some like bird seed sunflowers <laughs> mm-hmm. which you know they're not going to be good mm. but it allowed me I to look at that. them and say you know what i i like sunflowers yeah. like i would like to have some kind of sunflower here yeah. so it allowed me to do that and that was that was a important lesson so yeah that's the only it's not a fail. that's the only thing in the garden this year that i didn't get like Second year growing sunflowers. I love them. And I do have some sunflowers in the front of my flower garden in the um, street on the street side. Um, but it's this greed. It's like, I want more of them because they're so gorgeous. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. And the squirrels, because they're no, well, they're about two feet tall at the tallest. The squirrels haven't tackled them. So that's a good thing, too. I'm 0% interested in staking sunflowers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I will say that. Mm-hmm. 0% interested. Yeah. I am not willing to stake sunflowers so i'm willing to stake them that is something i i hate staking stuff mm-hmm. because the stakes break and mm-hmm. you know it's more money and it's like i had to stake up a, a xenia the, after the hurricane it got yeah. blown over i didn't have any stakes so i went out there and i was like uh here's a limb that fell <laughs> so i jammed a limb down there you know yeah, yeah. one of my tomatoes got so big that i had to um I took a shovel handle that had broken and jammed that in there. You know, it's just like whatever I can do. Mm-hmm. Cause there comes a point where it's like, you're just managing problems yeah, yeah. and you've kind of moved past the whole, like, okay, yeah, we can handle this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I, where it is at this point, you know, we're just like, what can I do to keep it up for another month? Yeah. You know, your garden's not going to stay absolutely gorgeous year round. Nope. That's not going to happen. I was driving away real quick, driving away from the house, um, I think yesterday. And I was saying, like, I circled the block because it's, you know, when, I mean, especially now, since I'm not doing a whole lot 
outside of the house now, um, you kind of see it at a certain angle. So when I drive somewhere, I want to make sure I kind of can get like that view that other people get when they look at it. And I was saying to myself, like a month and a half, there are going to be some brown leaves around here. Like I was wondering, like, I wonder if I could turn this into something that's like fall-ish themed, you know, which I'm not going to do, not this year anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it ain't going to stay pretty for long. Or no. for for always, let me say it that way. But we need it. You need the break. Yeah. So look, my camera battery is about to die. I hear you. And so I don't have to put up on the video my stupid face static. <laughs> we need to cut it. <laughs> um, you got anything to tell the people? Um, I am doing garden updates. Um, well, I should say garden tours on youtube so check that out um you'll see um the front yard garden in august we're going to do container garden a separate video for that update um and then we're going to do a backyard tour because i mean it you know how it is 30 days ago like what it looked like in july is way different so check me out on youtube there for those and i'll do a couple of clips if you guys are on instagram following me just a couple of shots of a couple of things that I'm really proud of and some things I'm not so proud of because, you know, I'm a transparent gardener. Hashtag transparent gardener. Hey, you gotta be. You gotta be. Is that a hashtag? I just made it up. I mean, it do you know now. nothing about me? <laughs> well, it's like I, I use when I put my surfing photos up, um, gardeners that surf. Not a thing. There's none other, yeah. nobody else. I there. love it though. So look, if you guys surf and you garden, Hit me up, <laughs> the backyard gardener. I want to know. Yeah. I know one person, uh-huh. one person that surfs that I know of. So okay. um, I'm not going to shout her out because I don't know if she wants me to. But um, if you hear this, hit me up and let me know and I'll shout you out next time. But um, we're working on a TV show that will be available on a streaming platform close to you soon. Uh, I can't say much else about it yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be good let's just leave it at that yeah i'm excited um yeah i am too we're having a lot of fun doing it and that's why i've been quiet on youtube because Mm -hmm. i can't Mm -hmm. focus on teaching on youtube and doing Mm -hmm. this so Mm -hmm. i need to put everything i have into this right now and um hit us up on all of our social media spots backyard gardens backyard garden pod all that stuff show us some love tell your friends wear a mask be safe cook some pineapple soaked in rum for god's sakes i mean come on take care of your gardens don't let them go wild stay strong start your fall garden i got nothing else to say we will catch you guys next time see ya Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod. And we share gardening tips and clips from the show. And we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, Learn to grow and grow for change, and we're going to call it a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.